Hello, Reality Cray Cray listeners. I have some important news. We're moving all of our new podcast episodes to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. Don't worry. It's still a free podcast. All you have to do is go to your podcast app right now and search for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray and hit subscribe. Done. So easy. For reasons I won't go into because it's long and boring, we've been publishing new episodes of this podcast, the same new episode, to both Reality Cray Cray and 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray for over a year. And we just need everything in one place now. So again, you'll be getting the same podcast every week. It's still free, but you have to go to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray, wherever you get podcasts right now and hit subscribe. So easy. Again, find 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray, wherever you get podcasts. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim, and I've been watching this dumpster fire since the beginning. And I'm Kyle and Kim. I'm going to try really, really hard not to get violent during this podcast. (laughs) Kyle, maybe you just need a snack. Maybe you're just hungry. Right. Well, I, but I really want chicken fingers. That's what mm, I feel like. A cheeseburger. A cheeseburger yeah. sounds so good on my international vacation. Shut up! You're annoying. Stop interrupting you're been, me. You're annoying. Stop. Shut. You shut up. Finish your thoughts. Finish. Where, come back. Finish your thoughts. Where's my Where's my hot dog? <gasps> Come this back, episode... finish, finish your thoughts. <laughs> just like Ash told us last season, women, sometimes they just need a snack, you know, and to get back on track. Females just need a Snickers. <laughs> yeah. They do. They just need a Snickers. Um, what did you think overall of the week's episode, Kyle? I laughed a lot this episode, actually. Uh, Colt and Debbie, uh, incestual drama telling her about how loud jess is it's classic libby and andre what can you say they should get divorced and i laughed i laughed at the beginning of the angela and michael segment especially when they sat down for all of three seconds with these three beautiful women and you just i, I paused it and I just knew in my heart where this was going. And I, I, I got a couple laughs in before it deteriorated. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought there were parts of the episode that were kind of slow. A lot, I thought a lot of the Jess and Colt stuff was just blech, like vomity. Um, yeah. I laughed hysterically at Larissa trying to eat French fries through her lips <laughs> that she can't even control because they're so puffed up with filler. She can't and even feel the grease on I her lips. At, at I mean, the li- <laughs> she she just tried to like mush the French fry with her lips like a fish and just like suck it in somehow. <laughs> She's totally. like using her hands to aid her. It was hilarious, but yeah, super like really heavy on the Libyan Andre, but I don't know. I was, I was into it. I thought there's a lot to talk about. I was not into the Angela screaming stuff. I actually had like a physical reaction to it. I shuddered was like, well, too much. Yeah. But yeah too, it was, she's awful. It wasn't fun. Yeah. I, someone posted a meme today that was reminder 
Angela was terrible before, during, and after Baby Girl Lisa. <laughs> I know. I know. We forget. It, we have such short memories on this show because they have a new crop of terrible people every every <laughs> <Yeah>. season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we forget. Like, you got to keep your expectations real low. Real Very low if you're going to watch my new Very low. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you just All of these you have people to are have... pretty bad. You you kind of have to have an optimistic view of people to continue watching new seasons. Be, you know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. Totally, it's horrible. Should we hop into the episode? Shut up. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, that was a reflex. Yes, let's go. And oh, I just wanted to say too, thank you to everyone who's left us a five star review. We really appreciate that. We read them. We appreciate you. Thank you. It means a lot. It's something um, that really helps us out. So thank you for leaving us uh, good reviews. All right. Do you want to start with the Colt and the Jess? Yes. <laughs> You're a baby man. You baby man and Jess. <laughs> okay. Colt and Jess, after last episode wrapped, Colt immediately went down to the hotel front desk and got them a little sex den. <laughs> like, camera stopped rolling, packed up, immediate second yeah. room. Yep. Big surprise. Big surprise. I don't even think they waited until Debbie's nap was over. They, they I think they <laughs> got a room immediately while she was still asleep and banged right then and there, before this dinner and after. Did they just like leave Debbie completely alone for yeah. I don't even know how long? I mean, the they literally night. just she yelled, they they left, and then they came back like 20 hours later to retrieve her. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, they probably left a note, uh, have loud sex now, bye, and uh, the cats are dead. And then they, they went. <laughs> God. This dinner scene was... Jess is just very theatrical. Um, I feel like she's probably just making up for her lack of English vocabulary, but it just ends up being really weird and pretty funny how she's like making the smacking noises and talking about <laughs> sex and like imitating Debbie. It's it's so uncomfortable. Uh, I didn't I didn't near, need to hear the smacking because it's just it's just it just feels like it's too close to reality. Because there's there's so oh. much smacking. There's do, do you remember when I when I did my sounds of Colt and Jess sex noises a couple episodes ago? We got so much hate mail because I think it was probably too close to home. <laughs> you also had a very distinct visual of a mushroom, and I feel that you ruined a lot of meals for people that week. <laughs> Gross. Yum yum yum. So I mean, there's not really much else to say about this dinner. Like, Jess blames Colt for putting her in a really awkward and bad situation with Debbie on the first day. I definitely agree with her. Um, calls him a baby man, which is also pretty true. And then Colt tries to turn it around into a sob story about losing a parent and how you have to care for that person and you know even if she's 
being terrible. She's my person and just tries to get us back on his side and have us feel sympathy for him. I, I just don't. I don't at all. Their relationship is extremely unhealthy. It's borderline incestuous. It's so strange. And what is constantly becoming more and more clear every single episode is that I don't think Debbie has anything uniquely against Jess. I think she absolutely hates every single female that has a chance of <laughs> ch- not not even not even destroying her and Colt's relationship, but almost like in any way changing it. She has this violent reaction where as soon as it was, I, I, I just don't think that Debbie had some kind of car sickness. It was literally the second Jess started talking about a future or kids. It made her violently ill because that means that she doesn't, have the same relationship with Colt, then she's not okay with that. It's so crazy to me. What again? This episode, she says, uh, <laughs> "I just think that Jess wants to come and marry Colt and have babies and become a citizen." And I'm like, "That, y- yes, like, isn't that the fucking goal for the <laughs> what beginning? What is so wrong with that? Yeah, like, isn't that the whole point of the K one? Like, why else are we here?" She didn't I even know. say. She doesn't even. At, at no point does she even speculate that Jess is going to uh, marry him, have the babies, get the green card, and then she doesn't even say, and then divorce him. She doesn't even. Add, she doesn't even add that. <laughs> no, I know it's crazy. Oh. She she just it, she's like, oh, so it, how dare some woman try to find happiness with my son? Like right. I, I, it's so bizarre to me. It is very unhealthy. I mean, when they're like, when Jess and Debbie are out on the beach talking about Colt and, you know, the future and whatnot, and Debbie's like, I just think you're moving too fast. And she, she makes a comment along the lines of, I would hate for us to have to compete for him. And I'm like, there is no competing, no competing here. This is so strange. Like at no point, has my mother-in-law ever come to me and been like, we're both going to have to compete for your, like, no, I can't even I, like identify yeah. with it. I can't understand it. I I don't understand. The, the implication is that it is some kind of cult affection competition and that there's only so much affection for cult going around in, in Debbie's head. The affection that cult has for Jess is, equivalent and uh, it's like a zero-sum game of affection with colt's attention span Uh, it's so dark (laughs) yeah i i i I still wish that debbie didn't come i think that colt and jess by themselves are weird enough and probably enough drama you know it's just Mm -hmm. really gross to see her um this this morning after sexy scene with Debbie and Colt eating breakfast. It's I just, this is someone that has like Debbie not only hasn't left the country. I feel like she hasn't left the house in 20 years because (laughs) seriously, like who is worried about their fucking cats after one day of all animals? Like these cat questions, the fucking the fucking cat is way doing way better than you. That cat could survive for weeks without you. Like, 
micromanaging its life. And, and then, um, the way that, so, so here's some, I'm calling it now. Hashtag Kyle always right sometimes. Mega foreshadowing. Here's my prediction. Debbie tells Colt to check in with Vanessa about the cats, right? Colt <laughs> says, yeah, Colt says, I'll text her later. We that's know exactly foresh- what's going to happen. That That's yeah. called foreshadowing, friends, because Jess is going to see that text about the cats, and then she's going to start screaming that you're talking to some woman about their her pussy. We already saw this in the preview. They gave it away where she's like throwing a <laughs> shoe at Colt for yeah. talking to other women. And like, we know this is just, it's almost too obvious. <laughs> so I wasn't being clever with my prediction. That's just what everyone thinks. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, we probably think about it more than other people. So we'll, we'll, we'll call it clever. I can't wait to see next week because it looks really funny. Jess's family looks fun and they have yeah. a sweet house with like a really cool, like, um, like grilling kind of dining area. It just looks, it looks rad. And you know, Debbie's going to looks- hate every minute of it. Oh, she's going to be absolutely miserable because these people are having fun. And I also wonder if it will, the thing is like a reasonable person would look around at this beautiful home that I mean, we only saw a couple seconds, but it looked awesome and say, huh, maybe she is just fine here in Brazil and she's not desperate to get out and get a green card. But I don't think that's going to really register with Debbie. Um, no, I don't know. When Jess says I'm fine, I don't really like I'm fine in Brazil. It, she actually has a reason. She's like not in desperate poverty in Brazil. No. And she has a sweet family. She lives on the coast. She lives in like a really rad little town. I mean, I, yeah, she's got a great life there. Like why Debbie's there. It just, it blows my mind that, you know, a, a lot of Americans think that any foreigner will die to get to America under any circumstances. Like not everybody that doesn't live in America is, is unhappy with their living conditions. (laughs) Sure. I don't know. I I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Obviously there's a ton of people that want to come here, but. And in Chicago's awesome. So I could see, especially for a change of pace, wanting to stay here longer. But I feel like in Debbie's head, she thinks the way that you're describing, everyone's just desperate to get here and they'll stab someone in the face to get us a space (laughs) on the boat coming to Ellis Island or something. (laughs) Totally. I know. Listeners, do you experience stress? Do you have anxiety or chronic pain? Do you have trouble sleeping at least once a week? If so, you're not alone. Many of us do. As Kyle often mentions, I struggle with anxiety, and I often have trouble sleeping, especially after a night of recording this podcast. When things get busy at work, I get anxiety, which leads to trouble sleeping, which leads to anxiety. It's all a very vicious circle. Luckily, I discovered Feels. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Now that I have feels, I always sleep through the night. And if I have a particularly stressful day coming up, I'll take a dose in the morning to calm my nerves for the day. 
Feels is really easy to take, so don't worry if you're new to CBD. Just place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Feels also offers real human support, which is great if you're new to CBD and have questions to guide you on your personal experience. Feels is a great way to help you feel better naturally. There is no high, no hangover, and no addiction, ever. Join the Feels community and get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can skip or cancel at any time. Feels has me less anxious and sleeping great, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash cray cray, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash cray cray to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash cray cray. I'll also have a link in the show notes. All right, let's let's move on to the big hitter, the big hitter of the episode, the Libby and the Andre. Have you noticed that Libby doesn't pronounce Andre like with the R roll anymore? Yeah, she only does that in ITMs. She hasn't. Yeah, I I wonder if it's the the pressure from the fan base just making fun of her constantly, or (laughs) it, it seems like it's calmed down specifically this season since they got to Moldova. I don't know. Totally. I mean, or maybe maybe Andre, she saw her his fucking parents don't roll the Andre <laughs> like seven times, and so she, maybe she calmed down on it too. Like no one else in Moldova, his home country, no. pronounces his name that way. It's so funny. His parents also are like. I know that we noted this when Father Andre came to visit them after Eleanor was born, but Andre on or sorry, Andre's parents, his brother, his sister in law. They are all so calm. Where did he get this temper? Where did he learn this? The mean streets of Moldo- Moldova when he was breaking windows as a as a youth. I don't know. <laughs> he was like he was like, "Oh, I'm joking about that." I'm like, "I feel like you weren't." But okay. He I I, I feel like I see Andre as the kind of rebellious younger son that didn't feel like he wanted to follow in his brother's footsteps and just maybe fell in with the wrong crowd in Moldova, you know, the crime capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him having like a troubled youth. He just seems, I don't know. There just seems like there's some remnants there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, if, if Ariella can have a troubled youth with her family, you know, so can Andre. Anybody can. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But let, let's get into the real issue. We know how <laughs> I feel about picky eaters. We know. It annoys me. And I put up some polls on Instagram that blew my mind. And they were, you know, would you eat the food that was, like, shown in this episode in Moldova? And, like, 60% of people said yes. That means that 40% of people that follow me on Instagram are with family Livy that are like scared to eat this Moldovan food, which did not look weird in the slightest to me. Am I crazy? Uh, no, but I do feel like a lot of people would have a visceral reaction to knowing that they're eating a pig head. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Like the back of the head, but she ate it and she said it was good. So that means it's all psychological. Like this is all just you making up in your head that you don't like this. 
but you just put yeah. it in your mouth and chewed it and swallowed it and said tasty. I just so I if you can't if make you exclude if you exclude all of our vegetarian cray cray listeners, you're probably down to <laughs> one third. One third wouldn't eat it, which you know. I think it's pretty good to have two thirds of our audience be open minded to eating uh, the head of an animal. <laughs> and let me be clear: nobody in my family would eat the head of an animal if they knew yeah. that's what they were eating. But oh, I my feel dad! Like they my wouldn't... dad would eat the shit out of it, and he would make a big point. <laughs> my he would make a big point to like make eye contact with us if we were uncomfortable while he was chewing it that's awesome that's awesome see that's the person you want to travel with but like when you're traveling the world isn't half the fun of traveling to try different food and to try let's put the pig's head aside like there were some other things on that menu that looked completely normal like i don't think rabbit is that weird there were potatoes arranged in different various ways that's not weird there were cheeses it just there was not just the meat. There was a lot of other stuff that lo- there was chicken, as she mentioned. There's just a lot of stuff that was not pig's head that I was like, potatoes, what, what is the big deal here? Potatoes, cheese, and um, cabbage are the staple of the Polish diet. And you can arrange those three ingredients into so many different variations that you could you could create an entire artisan menu with just those three things in Poland. And I think that the food in Moldova see it looked pretty similar in a lot of ways. It I'm not it doesn't seem like they had as much fish because in Poland like fish is on almost every menu you know nightly and you know, Moldova maybe doesn't have as much access to that. So they do goats, they do, you know, chicken and pork. It just didn't seem that crazy to me. And when you're living in a place that has been impoverished for most of its history, yeah, you're going to eat the fucking back of the head because a, a pig is a big deal to own. Right. So I just, yeah. Yep. I know. Yeah. Most, I mean, most cultures historically have eaten the entire animal and there's a lot of different reasons for that, which I won't go into. Um, but you know, I, it's, it's just not, it's not that strange in the scheme of things. I also don't understand like when Libby was saying, if my family requires something different, could you make them a cheeseburger or fried chicken? (laughs) (laughs) That was like the most random shit to me. I'm like, if I were asking somebody to prepare like a simple meal when all else fails, I would probably ask them just to make some simple spaghetti. Like, I I don't know. Do you pull in in to a goddamn Chipotle and demand fucking orange chicken? No. I know, right? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It's so stupid. And I just, Andre's react. Okay. We'll, we'll get into some of the insane shit that Andre was trying to pull this episode. But when he told her, if they want something, there's McDonald's across the street. I fucking died. And I'm completely a hundred percent on his side on that. Oh, me too. Me too. I was like, I actually, what is happening? I agree with Andre. Like, really, you don't like something and you feel like you are starving at this wedding? Go across the freaking street. I I felt that way, too. Now, some people, I got a lot of messages about this, and some people were saying, well, but Father Libby's paying for it. And it's like, yeah, but Father Libby isn't paying for it so he can have a nice meal. 
Father Libby's paying for it so his daughter can have a wedding in her right. husband's home country. So I don't really see the fact that he's paying for it as like he should get what he wants. I mean, he's not even there no. looking at venues with them. That's not the point at all. Is Father Libby supposed to pick her wedding dress too? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. I don't I don't think that's a reason. What what did you think of these wedding venues? I mean, don't get married in a casino. Just don't do that. I just the first place it I didn't have as much of a visceral reaction as Libby did. But then again, I'm not getting married there. But yeah, it looked dated and weird to me. And also the exterior. I just I don't know. I didn't strike me as uh, this is I, f- I didn't feel the romance exuding from the venue. The first one. The second one. That place is insane. Right. I thought it was super baller. However, 60 people. It's going to be too big, way too big. It's going right. to feel it's really empty. strange. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Unless I don't they, unless they have some kind of, I don't know, partition to block off parts of it. Yeah. It, but yeah, it was super baller. And when, of course, as soon as she said it's 1500 a person, I didn't even let Andre do the calculation. I paused it and I'm on <laughs> Google, like multiplying by 60. And fifty three hundred, like fifty three or fifty four hundred bucks. Damn, that place would be minimum fifty thousand dollars in California. <laughs> it's just totally. crazy how cheap renting that place is. And the grounds looked nice. Uh, it the food gorgeous. they presented the food, and it's just it just seemed really classy the way that they did it. Um, I've never seen an electric dance floor before. <laughs> Maybe that's a European thing, but. Um, the whole thing was just, I know the whole thing was just really, uh, baller for, for them, for sure. Totally. What, um, okay. Let me ask you this. When you were shopping for wedding venues, did you taste the food at different venues? Is that a thing? Um, I've only ever looked at menus. Okay. I didn't realize there was a food tasting part. So it depends on the venue. Different venues do it different ways. When we were, looking around some places had a restaurant on the premises that you could just order the food that you would get catered at your wedding. Um, other places you had to make an appointment and you had to pay. Uh, but right. you, it makes sense. I mean, it's a yeah, meal. It, it, it's like a private meal and it wasn't cheap and you had to pay, but you, and you it's not like you, they make a, a fucking tiny bite of everything on the menu. No, you, you pick four or five things that you are really interested in trying. And then they, they prepare those to make sure that you're into it. They don't just start randomly serving you stuff, which is what they implied that they did in this up ep- in, in, in this episode. Right. Um, totally. And it's kind of the same way with cake. When, when you're getting a cake, you know, you want to, presumably you want to taste to make sure you like the damn thing, but it's not like they're going to bake you an entire mini cake. You know, they, they'll usually be selling a la carte slices. So. Yeah. Listeners now more than ever, you may be dealing with stress and anxiety and you may be feeling a real need to talk to someone about it. Maybe you're dealing with issues you've been wanting to resolve for years now, or maybe you're dealing with depression and anxiety that have recently sprung up. It's totally possible you'd love to talk to a counselor, but you're just not sure how to actually find a counselor. Enter BetterHelp. 
BetterHelp offers affordable, convenient counseling via text, chat, phone, or video. No, you don't even have to travel anywhere. If you're really needing counseling right now, you don't have to leave your house to get help. BetterHelp is there for you. I used to go to counseling in person, but I found it so overwhelming trying to drive across town to get to my counselor, scheduling scheduling appointments weeks in advance, and I'm just so busy, and right now I don't want to leave my house, I ended up not being able to go to many of the appointments. Right now, more than ever, people are looking for a way to telecommute to all appointments, including counseling. It's just more convenient. With BetterHelp, you can connect with a professional counselor in a safe environment and communicate how it's easiest for you. Text, video, chat, or phone. You can talk with a licensed professional counselor who specializes in issues like depression, stress, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, and more. Everything is safe and secure. BetterHelp allows you to get help at your time and at your own pace, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours with BetterHelp. Get started right away. No waiting days or weeks for appointments. BetterHelp is a truly affordable option, and for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners, get 10% off your first month with discount code Cray Cray. Go to betterhelp.com slash cray cray, simply fill out a questionnaire and help them assess your needs, get matched with a counselor you will love. That's betterhelp.com slash cray cray. I'll also have a link in the show notes. All right. Let's let's talk about this this incredibly bizarre shouting match that they had on camera for some reason. Okay, just, this was hard to watch, right? It's so cringy, and there was a great thread in the facebook group where someone basically asked is this how (laughs) is this how people actually behave and the universal answer was uh more often than you think and i i completely believe that and i've seen my parents bicker not that bad i mean i've never seen my dad yell at my mom to shut up and nothing that gnarly but it's just there's something about it being on camera and they have to know in the back of their head that everyone's going to watch this and and judge them i wonder if a it's fake and they they aren't really that mad and they know that this is good they've been on tv for so long it's hard to know what's real and what's not with them do you know what i mean it really is yeah i agree i mean it it this didn't seem fake to me though I think everybody right, speculates I that everything is fake. I this felt real. It literally felt like I'm jet lagged. I'm annoyed. I'm really pissed off at my husband right now. And I think that they just literally lost their shit on each other. Like I yeah. I don't know. I it felt real to me. And people were saying, like in our Patreon Facebook group, people were asking, like, do couples really fight like this? And I'm like, yeah, I think a lot, I think a lot of people, um, you know, are not nice to each other. Unfortunately, I I really do. So it seems real to me. They don't, I I hope that they don't behave like that in off camera in front of their daughter. You know what I mean? That's just, it was pretty nasty. Yeah. And I think that no, yeah, no, no, no kid should have to listen to their parents yell at each other like that. And even like, it's embarrassing in front of Andre's parents. Um, you know, they were fighting in the park. Also, let's not forget that Libby has been to Moldova before. So I don't buy right. this act of like, oh, this park is old and everything's old. What does that even mean? Everything's old. You're in fucking Europe. Like, yeah, that's the whole charm. <laughs> Of being in Europe, things are old. Like, 
I don't know. There's a different, I mean, there definitely is a different thing when you look at Soviet old versus, uh, you know, Vienna old. It's a different, it's a different feeling because Soviet sure, old, you're looking true. at like lead paint peeling off shitty like playgrounds um, and just architecture. It's just, it's a different feeling of brutalism and it's, it's a little bit depressing to look at versus something that fucking Michelangelo designed 500 years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly the system. But chapel, I, I get it. I, I, I take your point. I, I was like the lead up to this fight was, something that made me so annoyed at Libby and I kind of wanted to shout at her to shut up too. (laughs) But she said, uh, I need to, we talked about this a little bit, but just this quote is so stupid because it doesn't make it so contradictory. She said, I need to taste the food and make sure it's up to my family's standards. And she said this, Two seconds after she complained that they didn't have cheeseburgers and chicken strips. (laughs) This is what she's like. Yeah, my family has really bougie tastes. You know, I need to make sure this is all up to their standards. Do do they have chicken nuggets? I'm like, what the hell? Like, what kind of standards are you talking about? It's not like they're foodies or like they, you know, want to sample the French cuisine or they're looking for a Michelin star restaurant. Like. They just want a freaking cheeseburger. You're fucking annoying. You shut up. (laughs) Andre, nobody should talk to their wife that way, but I kind of felt the same. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. She's not my wife, so I can yell at her. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I just like, I, it really, really annoys me when she's talking about like how the dishes were weird looking and this and that. I'm like, well, what, what's weird looking? Like, it doesn't look like fast food. I, I if I found that a little offensive, I don't know why. I was offended for Andre. Present, yeah, the presentation I thought was great. Um, what I what I kept thinking in my head is that Libby loves this place so much that I feel like it has to fall through somehow. Right, <laughs> something's going to happen where this like the venue is not going to be available on their dates or. Uh, the fucking entire place gets burned down. She was so excited about it. I just feel like there's no way it's actually going to come through. I know. I know. Totally. Um, yeah. Agree. What What else are we forgetting here? Uh, well, uh, let's go for a walk. First, I must enjoy having a relaxing time with parents. I'm going to enjoy company. It will be great. In my childhood, spend all time here, break window for fun. <laughs> seriously when she said that she was worried about ellie sitting on the freaking swing oh, because of the germs, i was like please Old as if there's not snotty kids in america germ. right I and know. like the the playground the playgrounds in the u.s probably have even more germs because they're all made of plastic and it probably lasts longer on the fucking plastic playgrounds than the lead, exactly. lead paint lead paint chipping off playground come on i was just so embarrassed for andre in this scene where her his mom is just trying to make nice small talk like oh so is your family excited to visit moldova and instead of just being like yeah they are and libby in her head like calculating that they can just selectively translate the shitty things that her family says because andre's parents don't speak english she's like 
no, they're not really excited because your country sucks and they're bougie and they want cheeseburgers. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what she fucking said. I was Why so can't, mad. Yeah, right. Why can't she just qualify a little bit and just say, you know, listen, they're used to a certain lifestyle, but I'm sure they're going to love it. It's a new experience. And they're, they're, she didn't even translate. So even I feel like, um, all, okay, to be fair though, Andre is a terrible translator, right? <laughs> he translates everything wrong. Everything it's wrong. so bad. I feel like at one point Libby did say, My family is excited to meet yours, and Andre completely left that out of the translation. Yeah, totally. He totally did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, he so also up mistranslated. Until Sorry, he also mistranslated, and we haven't talked about this part yet, but when they're at dinner and the sister-in-law says, the wife is like the neck, and the head goes where the neck tells it to, he flipped it. He was like, she says the husband is head, and and the the head tells the neck where to go. I'm like, uh, no, it's the opposite. Right. It's the wife guides the husband, not what you just said, Andre. Yeah. So up until this point, we've been mostly Team Andre, <laughs> even though That's he's embarrassing. Still complete, I never thought this would happen. Complete psychopath. But yeah, this dinner. I, so I don't even really know what to say about the baptism. I thought it was fascinating, and it's just it's interesting to see. This is again, it's, we say this a lot, but like this is what I want to see on this show. I thought it was really just interesting i don't really have anything else to say about it but it was it, i think the, the most jarring part was seeing libby without makeup for more than 10 seconds <laughs> she looked good i thought i thought she looked good i don't know and her like simple bun thought, yeah i thought this baptism was interesting too the the only part about it where i laughed is where i'm not making a judgment at all i just thought he's like clipping her hair and they're pouring water over her and they're talking about, you know, protection from, from God. And then all of a sudden he starts talking about hell and Satan. And I, I'm sure that's common in, in other baptismal ceremonies. It just, it just was jarring to me. And I thought it was so funny that Andre was not telling her at all what this dude was saying that she was committing herself to. It was so funny. I know. I love, he, he wasn't translating and he was like, blow three times. That was it. Yeah. And Just then the sister blow three time. Like, <laughs> guiding her, like as she walked around the altar. But this is also, this is like a drive by baptism. It was so right. funny to me. Like it literally, like they probably paid this guy a hundred bucks to do like express baptism. She didn't even know what religion she was being baptized for. She said, Andre's religion. I know. She's she like, said it's Andre's called orthodox. religion. It's orthodox. And then did they just have, did, did they really have choir singers there? Or did the dude just hit a button and it comes over the loudspeakers? <laughs> it didn't, you're right. It too. looked like a, it looked like a drive by. And I wonder if they actually prepared by having a couple of choir members show up. This is like the equivalent of a Vegas wedding of like Jay and Ashley's Elvis Vegas wedding. Like I felt <laughs> I, I'm not trying to like saying it like I know, you know, Christian Orthodox is uh, Andre's religion and everything. It just this felt like it was 
just not real. Especially like where was the rest of the family? It was only his brother and his sister-in-law. It seems like something that the parents would be interested in seeing. Yeah, why? Right. And even even it also seems weird that even Eleanor wasn't there. Yeah, I agree. Maybe the parents were watching Eleanor and they just didn't want to deal with it because the filming. But it just seems strange that they kind of showed up in the middle of the day. Also, right. was fucking hysterical that basically they made Libby take a foot bath and then sprinkled her head with the foot water. I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> when when they were in the park, um, Libby demands that Andre tell his family that he didn't give Libby's family any time to plan this trip. And again, his translation is hilarious. he It's not even a translation at that point. It's just he's shaping the way that he explains it to to his family, right? Well, she thinks that, you know, I didn't give them enough time to plan their whole life around this trip. I know. I know. It's he didn't. Um, and her her worries about that are valid. But again, it's just like the contention between them and that manifesting between. I, I just would love to know what Andre's parents actually think, because they have got to be like, what the hell is going on here? Because <laughs> Andre's brother seems to have a very like calm marriage with his with his wife. It's very different. Well, she well, she listens twice, Kim. She does. She listens. She listens quite attentively. She even tells Libby that Libby <laughs> should listen more to Andre. So good, good God, whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about Angela and Michael. This was, um, um I, I found this remarkable because the, their first scene was an actual believable waking someone up scene. And it felt real. It felt it like so the cameras bad. walked into the room and Angela was actually asleep. And I don't feel like we've ever seen that on any Mass Sharp show ever. She was not camera ready. Let's leave it at that. I'm trying, and I'm trying to cover up my cooter. <laughs> it was really funny. That part was really <laughs> funny. And Michael was like, I could do without the sexual talk stuff whatever you mm. i don't even know how to describe it what happened yeah. when, oh. whatever whatever yeah it was it was not good um but i i feel like i said last season that angela and michael were on that angela was gonna freak out if she ever found out that these three super hot expats oh, yeah. were like michael's friends <laughs> and oh, we yeah. see this play out like a, a full year later oh yeah 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 it's just it's sad because you see a little bit of who Michael really is in this episode when he gets those suits. He's just so there's just so much glee in his eyes getting these cheap suits from Alabama, and he's they're expensive. He's so they're at, expensive, oh, Kyle. Oh, and and sorry, uh, Georgia, not Alabama. My bad. Um, yeah, the expansive and. It just he he's so happy. I I genuinely believe that he loves Angela, and then just the entire rest of this episode is just a fucking train wreck. And Angela is just. Can we all agree that this is just this is straight up abusive, right? Oh, it's it's so bad. I mean, when she starts screaming at him in the car, I 
I found I I just couldn't really I had to mute it. I couldn't really watch. So I don't even know what she was screaming. But like to have that kind of a reaction to Michael just looking at like there's women in the world, Angela. <laughs> he didn't do anything and wrong. I, and the fact that she's yelling because like she's yeah. like, You what do they know about my house? And I'm like, is she just scared that but, they're gonna tell him? Hey, you might face some racism like in America. Right. Like, what is she so scared that they're going to say to him? Well, that's for one thing. Maybe, maybe Michael prob- wants to know a black person's experience in the United States. Oh, yeah. Maybe God that's forbid. what he was asking about. Heaven forbid. Right. And, and well, that's one thing. And, and I think that's why he originally wanted to talk to them, which was about their experiences. And, you know, Dawa lives in Atlanta and he wanted to learn about his experience over there, which makes complete sense, especially given Angela's behavior. He wants to know if he can fucking, if this is going to be get out too when he moves over there. So, but I think that the reason why he wanted Angela to meet these people wasn't like Angela just assumes that this entire meeting was about her I, I don't know the you go to hell they can't tell me what my life in america is but that i don't think that was ever the point it seemed like the point of the meeting was a genuinely sweet it, it had good intentions and i think i don't think they were realistic intentions i think it was kind of pointless and probably pretty dumb but his his entire intention was that he loves angela and he wants to see if he can convince her somehow to stay in Nigeria longer with him um, until he gets the visa because he genuinely loves her. And for her to take that and twist it into these people are going to... I don't even understand how she got to the conclusion that these people are going to tell her how her life is in America. I don't even understand right? where that came from. It's so weird. And again, I can't tell if this is like a genuine outburst or if she's like going Jerry Springer because she knows that what's that's what gets audience attention. And so she I I don't know. It it didn't feel fake to me, but it, I just don't I can't well, identify with that, the reaction at all. Yeah, you could see that Michael was kind of crushed by this and he's just like, Why couldn't you even why couldn't you even wait for my friend to show up like why couldn't you just talk to them they you don't even know what they were there to say like maybe Michael even stood maybe up they would have a bit a little bit like what what if these three women what, you have no idea what if they were going to say you know we all tried to come on to michael but he said no because he loves you angela you, you have no idea what they were going to fucking say at all you have no idea they didn't even say a word she, they could have spoken with insanely uh, strong Nigerian accents and maybe she would have assumed that they weren't American. I, I, you know what I mean? I just don't even understand. She didn't even give them any chance. These poor people show up, probably sit there, they're on camera for that. That scene probably took hours to shoot, even though it was three oh seconds gosh. of Angela time. It's just so stupid. They looked so confused. I mean, and then I was yes. like, they, <laughs> they must have seen her on TV, right? Like the, we've seen these people yeah, on the yeah, show before. For sure. They would have at least watched the season that they were on. So they had to have been what to expect. And along that same line, this was so fucking long ago when they originally showed him talking to these people. Hasn't Angela seen these people too? I know. On the That's show? why I'm like, was her... 
maybe she is a good actor. Maybe that was like a, maybe they fought about it when she saw them on the show and she was like, you better not talk to them again. And and that's why she was so mad. But her whole reaction to shake their hands and say, thank you very much. Now, goodbye was so strange to me. I didn't understand it. They were yeah. looked and the, the girls reactions were really funny. Cause they were like, what is happening right now? They were just dumbfounded. It was kind of like the same reactions we saw the women have who went to Ash's seminar. Like, same facial right, Totally. <laughs> I think that they were also dumbfounded. It, it, I believe, I completely agree with you that these people had to have known about Angela and what she looked like. But they must be good actresses, too, because they looked dumbfounded when Angela showed up at all. <laughs> just, like, look like, oh, Shit, that's Angela. <laughs> Just the, and they, who knows? They were maybe good Matt, actresses too. Matt Sharp may have not freaking told them that Angela was showing up. They they could have thought that they were filming another similar scene to that from last season. Like, absolutely. You know these these producers totally pull one over on people all the time to get like surprising reactions out of people. So who even knows? Right. You also get a insight into. You know, we've talked a lot about how. Angela seems, at least on the baby girl Lisa scale, to be much more respectful of Nigeria. But I thought we got a little good glimpse into what her true thoughts are when she was, she seemed completely dumbfounded by the idea that anyone would want dual citizenship in Nigeria. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. Do, 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 like, do, are they do, Nigerian or are they do, American? Dial, dial citizenship, D-U-A. Like, she was so confused that anyone wouldn't want to be 100% American. And I I think that was like kind of a little window about what she really thinks. Yeah. I mean, although I have to say it's kind of fake. I feel like this is a fake story that Michael thought he could get Angela to quote unquote move to Nigeria for any length of time. He knows that she has six grandkids and that she's taking care of her mother. Right. No, I, I mean, agree. So it's, 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 it's us. The idea is kind of sweet, but practically it's us. Wailu level dumb. Totally. The only other thing though, that I really hated how Angela was holding this phone call from Skyla about her mom. She like held it over Michael's head for like, see you upset me. And now this other thing happened. I'm like, these two situations are completely unrelated. Like he can care about you and care about your mother. And you can still be mad at him for something separate, which she's no right to be mad at him, but and, let's and say she also, did. It still has nothing, nothing to do with each other. Well, it's classic abuser behavior to take an external problem and project it onto your your significant other. You know, in Angela's case, she's saying, well, uh, you know, I, she basically in her mind, I think, is justifying how she's treating Michael because she's stressed because her mom is in poor health. You hear the same shit all the time from the abusive husband getting home and being a piece of shit to his family because he had a bad day at work. It's, it's, it's the same line of thinking. Yeah, you're totally right. I, I just, I really hated that. Like that last scene. I mean, obviously I empathize with anybody who is losing, you know, a parent and who is sick. Sure. I, that That's really bad. But the, the way that she projected that onto Michael and made it his fault somehow was really shitty. I, I did yeah, not enjoy it. I didn't understand 
the entire phone call either, but we're probably going to learn more about that later. Like oxygen was unplugged is, is very yeah. unclear. I yeah. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Damn you. And damn women. I'm done. <laughs> Do you want to move on to Swelu and Kalani? I mean, sure. I guess just, there's nothing really to talk about here. Um, well, there's one scene, but the, the thing that I think the theme here that again, I, I, we talked about this last week a little bit. The it's this strange dichotomy between low saying he, on the one hand, he says, I don't want the kids to see you treating Kalani like that. When we were young, you know, I hated to see my parents fight like that. Do you want to see that? And then two seconds later, he basically says, if you don't shape up, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> so which is it? It's so confusing. I mean, my only notes for this storyline, this episode are, first off, Father Kalani's really regretting that family vacation when he took his girls to Samoa a few years ago. God, <laughs> but, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. It, it's so it's such an enigma because he on one hand father Kalani's rejecting this whole like i came from a culture where we people were violent and i was taught to control my wife and i didn't teach my daughters that way and on the other hand he keeps talking about like beating the shit out of a swelu i'm like i'm confused which is it like what right. what it, it doesn't make sense but i mean do you think like it, it occurred to me for I was really wondering if this poor dog was ever going to get a real walk. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, like, did father and mother Kalani move in because they suspected that Oswelu was not being very nice to Kalani, and they wanted to kind of keep an eye on the situation? It's an excellent question. I I think their primary motivation was to help them with the kids because. You know, between them, they have a quarter of a job and no help around the house. You know, if I, I, it doesn't seem like the parents, um, we don't know. We've seen two seconds of this. But if you believe Kalani, the parents aren't the ones really doing much with the kids. But at least they're taking care of, I'm sure they're taking care of stuff like laundry and, you know, they're helping out with cooking I think their initial motivation was to help Kalani because they have two kids. Well, she has essentially three kids and a dog. But, yeah, she does. But I do think you're on to something that that was, that was like a backup motivation for sure, just to check the situation out. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like from what we've seen, I just, again, like Asuelo, I feel like he is playing dumb here. Like I, he's with the dad. Like, I just, I don't know how to apologize. I'm like, I don't know. I heard you use some pretty clear words when you were talking to her last week. And now you're claiming you don't know how to say, I'm sorry. I I don't believe this. I think this is an act. It doesn't add up to me. Something, something doesn't add up. He, I don't he, know. he must be saying he doesn't, he doesn't know like the, uh, emotional steps to go through or how to process because he clearly knows how to say I'm sorry. And what I found myself thinking is he, when when Lowe asks him to kind of, or when Oswalu starts telling his side of the story, his side of the story still doesn't sound that great. <laughs> his, his side of the story is basically, 
Lisa was asking me a lot of questions. And so I called American women lazy and she was upset. And that was his side of the story. Like that was it. (laughs) His defense was hilarious, not in its, its content, but in its absurdity. I mean, yeah, Yeah. he's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't understand. I, I was like, Hey, all I said is that all these bitches are lazy and shit. (laughs) Then it was really bad. It's like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. He's like, they asked me questions and I answered, and then it was bad. I was like, oh god, I, I'm not sure he still really fully gets it. I, it almost he's not going like to apologize trying, to her, right? He, then he says, I, I also swear at Kalani, and he, he, he. It seems like he feels bad about that. And I almost wondered if he was starting to go to where, like, I swear because I don't know the right words to say what I really mean. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe he says... Could be. Could be. Maybe he says shitty things because he doesn't know words that articulate it better. But I don't know. Because if he, if he can't... I don't know. To me, when he says, I don't know how to say I'm sorry, what I hear is, I'm not really sorry. Do you know what I mean? No, I totally hear that too. And we even see on the next time on where he's like on the at the playground and he still doesn't really apologize to her. It sounds like he prefaces a, it with a, yeah. a but or something. He's, so, he's equivocating. Yeah, it just doesn't. I'm not sure. I anyway, that was the only scene just, that we got, but like I still I still kind of like Kalani's dad, but don't don't on the don't be two faced about you know trying to reverse the the kind of systemic violence in your society by perpetuating more threats of violence. It just is odd to me. Yeah, it's not great. And I know the Facebook, like, I feel like the internet is divided, you know, really. Like, uh, I feel like so many people were praising Kalani's dad after last episode. And I think it's because everybody wants to see a woman who is being wronged. They want to see her being defended. But, I mean, other, you know, Facebook Patreon members that we have, a lot of them pointed out, like, yeah, but we really shouldn't be supporting violence of any kind, even if we agree that Asuelu needs you know he needs to be put in his place in some way probably not beat the shit out of him so i i understand where a lot of people are coming from where they are just glad that somebody is coming to kalani's defense but yeah we don't don't condone violence (laughs) well i mean i i don't condone violence i in this and i don't condone it especially when it won't accomplish anything right um it just it won't fix the problem at all it'll just make it worse if anything that that violent behavior is going to be normalized even more in his head and it could be passed down to kalani at some point so it's totally and and those little boys i mean they have two young boys that are hopefully not listening and internalizing these conversations so 
Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? If you love our podcasts and you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about this trashy trash garbage show for even more hours every week, sign up for our Patreon. As a Patreon member, you'll get extended recap episodes every week on Mondays, typically about two hours long, and also our B-Sides bonus episodes. Right now, we're covering The Other Way, or Toe, Season 2, and Love After Lockup Season... I think we're on Season 3. And of course... All of our Patreon episodes are ad-free. It's only $5 a month, and you can add our Patreon podcast feed to your Apple Podcast app or many Android apps as well. Treat yourself and go to patreon.com slash realitycraycray to sign up. You deserve it. That's patreon.com slash realitycraycray. Um, Kyle, any, any last words? No, thank you all for listening. If you are not a member of our Patreon, we're about 3,500 members. It's been growing a lot lately. Join at uh, patreon.com slash realitycraycray and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And yeah, we appreciate all you guys. It's still kind of hard to believe to both of us that we can talk about happily ever after for almost two hours consistently every week. But I feel like this is a pretty good season so far. I know it still blows my mind that we're like talking about happily ever after and we're enjoying it and we're talking about it for so long every week. It's, it's crazy. So yeah. Talk to you soon.